0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCACHurch.com. And join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. But the truth, I can't get away from this. And so today the title the message is this, Great Expectations. Have you ever had great expectations about something and then reality was not the same as your expectations? Yeah. I mean, there were times we planned family vacations. This is going to be awesome. We are going to Walt Disney World. If The kids are going to have fun. And then you get there and it's not quite what you expected. Sometimes the kids get fussy. People are in your way. Blah, blah, blah and you, it's not, and your expectations are here, and reality is here. So, today I want to talk about that because we live a life between expectations and reality, don't we? Here's the way we plan it to be. I have a lot of calendars, and this is the way my life is supposed to go. And then I get a phone call, and then my life changes in a moment to go in a different way that day. So, we all live there. I want to talk about the debt today because I believe. We need to understand how to handle the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I want to talk about Noah. How many of you know Noah? This guy's, this guy's an awesome man of God. Noah knew what it was to say yes and commit. Noah was a man who could commit. He committed in a time when no one else, no one else, not even one, was committed. We have a society, where there's a lot of people committed to God, just most of the time we get the Elijah syndrome and think nobody but us is serving God. It's not true. But in Noah's day, he actually was the only one serving God. And so uh, when sin gets insane, God's got to make it rain. I want you to hear it. So Noah's there, Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. He found favor in the Old Testament. This is grace. Grace. This is something we do not deserve. It is what is called unmerited favor. Noah was the only one walking with God and he made a commitment. He committed. You know what he committed to? At the age of 500, Noah then started to build a boat. And the word boat had never been heard of before. Nobody had ever seen a boat. Nobody had plans for a boat. You couldn't Google it. You couldn't search for it. There's no such thing as a boat. So when he said, hey, uh, you need to build a boat, everybody's like, what's a boat? So God said, in order to float, build a boat. He's like, what? And so he starts building this monstrosity. everybody's coming around what is that it's a boat what's a boat for well when it rains what's rain see no one had ever seen it rain because until this time when God created the earth he created the earth to be self-sustaining so all of the water came from underneath the ground to all of the plants it had never rained and so people are going okay first of all what's rain second of all What's a boat? And for 120 years, Noah was in commitment. Commitment. Yeah, 120 years. You know what? We, we get excited about commitment, don't we? First of the year, New Year's resolution. How many of you made one at the, at the beginning of the year? New Year's resolution. How many of you are still sticking to that resolution? It's just been a few days, and we've already quit. You see, when we commit, it's easy to quit. All those kind of things, right? No, it's like 120 years, I'm going to commit. And people are coming by making fun. What is this thing? Well, one day, you better ask God for mercy because one day it's going to rain. What is this thing called rain? Rain. You'll find out, but you need to get your heart right with God. And for 120 years, Noah built this boat. He worked on it. He understood all the laughing, the mocking, the jeering. And then he's like, Lord, I need some help. Look at Genesis 6, verse 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Three things about his resume. He was righteous, blameless, Walked with God. What a guy. In the middle of a time when sin is insane. It is so insane that God's like, I've got to destroy this and start over. I've got to. And Noah was a man who walked with God. How many of you know that when you're walking with somebody, you have a chance to do what? Talk. You walk and talk. My wife walks four miles a day with our husky. Sometimes I'll walk with her and we we do what? We talk. When you're walking with somebody, it's easy to talk because you're not out of breath. And God said, don't run with me. Walk with me. Because I have found when you run with somebody, (laughs) it's hard to talk. Right? When you're at least at my age. I mean, some of you guys may be going, I can run all day and talk at the same time. But I'm running going, (laughs) sound like a (laughs) A man on oxygen or something. I cannot talk while I'm running. But God says, I don't want you to run. So in your daily life with God, what are you doing? You're walking with God. You're keeping in step with God. Why? Because he wants to talk with you. So Noah and God are walking and talking. And God's telling him to build a boat. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. He gives him some plans. He's going, wow, this is a lot of stuff. How do I get all the material? I'll provide it for you. I'm going to show you how to do it. But I just want you to commit. Then on top of that, God says this. I'm going to bring all the animals and put them in the boat with you. What? How am I going to do that? Oh, you don't have to do that, Noah. I'm going to do that. Can you imagine? How many of you like to know the end at the beginning? I would love it if God would always tell me how this thing finishes up from the beginning. It would be a lot easier. But God says, I'm going to take all these animals, I'm going to bring them all in, in the boat with you. Now, can you imagine Noah going home that evening after working and walking and talking with God all day? Hey, honey, (laughs) you know this boat thing we're building? Yeah, I don't know what a boat is, but yeah, I know this thing in the yard is getting embarrassing. Yeah, well, it's not going to be just us. Not going to be just that. What do you mean? It's going to be all of the animals that God has created. What? Who's going to take care of that? Why is God doing this? How is this going to work? When will it all happen? And, and, and Noah's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Noah was a man of faith. He was a man that received grace. And he just committed I wonder if Noah ever thought I'm just gonna quit just gonna quit instead of commit I'm gonna quit you see all of us have the equipment for commitment all of us do we can all commit it's just how long and how far are we gonna go in that commitment I mean I've committed to exercise right 2020 boom gonna lose some weight gonna exercise gonna pump it up boom last Sunday In the Super Bowl party, the the old people was going to play the young people, the youth, in basketball. Wow, what a great idea. Yeah, my wife told me this, do not get hurt. She should not have said that because I wasn't out there 10 minutes until the concrete came up and slapped me. My elbow is bleeding. My shoulder is bleeding on the left side, which I just had construction, reconstruction surgery on this, and was in a sling, and all. And my left knee is all bloody, and 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 and. and but give it up for the old people. We won three games out of three games. Old people won. Oh, I tell the youth, you want mercy? Go inside the church. There ain't no mercy out here. But I will tell you, I will tell you that one time I thought I jumped. In my mind, I had jumped. And then I look up and I see like the 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 literally the rear end of one of the teenagers above me. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. So she tell so I, I made this commitment. And I but it's easy to quit, isn't it? I wonder how many times Noah wanted to quit. Man, us old people out there, we didn't quit, but we were all sweating profusely, and we couldn't hardly breathe. (sighs) Like we had emphysema or something out there, I don't know. But I will tell you, some of us were playing in cowboy boots. Just saying. Noah. Now hold that, you got Noah? Now fast forward it. Generations, generations, generations. There was a man who made a major commitment. There was a man who one day was approached by Jesus and Jesus said, walk away from your life, come and follow me. And he said, yes to commitment. And he followed Christ. Like I said, we all have the equipment for commitment. But we also have the ability to commit to quit. Every one of us. You see, in John chapter 13, we have this scene of Jesus and all the disciples in the upper room. And Jesus bends down and washes all their feet. And we know the story about Simon Peter. He comes along, not washing my feet. He goes, if I don't wash your feet, you will have no part with me in heaven. He goes, well, then, not only wash my feet, wash my whole body. And Jesus goes, it's not a time for a bath. Just need to wash your feet. But there was one of those disciples there who had made a major commitment, who had walked and talked with Jesus himself. You see, Noah didn't actually have a person in the flesh, but Judas did. Judas actually walked and talked with Jesus. He was actually part of, of the miracles that happened in jesus ministry, he was there, he saw it, he felt it, he was there when the little boy was raised that was late. He was there when blind eyes were open, he was there when he broke the the bread and the fishes and gave them out to the thousands and and got back all those basketfuls. He was actually there walking and talking with Jesus, and when Jesus called him. He heard that Jesus was the Messiah. He signed up. Because what he heard was this. He's the Messiah. Messiah came with great expectations. Because as the Messiah, he is the promised son of God. He is going to come and have a military takeover of this world. And I'm going to be a part of that. He is going to come in and have a political takeover of this world and I'm going to be a part of this. He signed up because they were going to overthrow the government and Jesus was going to rule and reign and set up his kingdom and I'm going to get to be right there with him. I'm going to be able to rule the world and he and I will rule rule the world together and reign together and it's going to be awesome and we're going to give power and prominence to my life. That's what he thought he was signing up for because Jesus is the Messiah and I want that Judas said I want a life to where finally I I get the right seat of prominence and power and I get the rule and reign with Jesus this is gonna be awesome great expectations and it was going great until reality set in so in our lives we have great expectations And then reality comes in and we live in between expectations and reality and you know what that's called? Frustration. Have you ever expected God to do one thing and reality was something different? And then your ability to commit is challenged. Will I commit or quit? i got to tell you, I've shared the story many times, but it is such a landmark in my life. My father had, had had brain tumors, and he was sick for five years. They couldn't operate. For five years, I watched him go downhill. For five years, I fasted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. No food, no water for five years. And I prayed, God, heal my father. And when my father died, I had these great expectations... But then I had reality of going to a funeral. And in between that was frustration. And you know what I told God? He's big God. Here's what I told him. If that's the way you are, if that's the kind of God you are, I don't need you. If you're not going to show up when I need you to show up, I don't need you. And God struck me dead. No. I found favor. But for quite a few years, I was not in the will of God. I didn't go crazy. I wasn't the prodigal son. No, we still went to church, and I, I, Sandy, and I taught a Sunday school class for the youth and kids, and 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 I helped out with the praise and worship and all that. But I was not going to totally surrender to God because I had this frustration with God because I had expectations. This is how life's gonna be. Remember when you got married? Boom, these great expectations. Life is gonna be awesome, never a problem. And sometimes when we give our lives to God, we're gonna be getting saved. All my sins are gone. Zippity-doo-dah. Birds are singing. I got sunshine on a cloudy day. Yeah, man, li- life is going to be perfect from this day forward. Expectations. And then reality, Boom. You got cancer. Boom. One of your kids die. Boom. Your marriage breaks up. Boom. Reality. Frustration. God, what is going on? And Judas had the same problem. He had these great expectations of the Messiah. The great expectations of living this life. And then Jesus starts talking like this. Hey, um, the greatest are going to be the least. You got to be the least. What? I thought we were going to reign and rule. Um, if you want to be part of my kingdom, you got to love your enemies. No, we're going to destroy them, right? I am not here to be served, but I am here to serve. No! No! No, 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 no. I am here because I want to be part of the messiahship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Destroy the enemy. Reign and rule. Set up your kingdom. Boom! Uh, You need to turn the other cheek. If I've got two coats, give one away. Are you kidding me? What kind of prosperity is this? And then Jesus said, I'm going to lay down my life. No, no. No. You're not going to lay down your life. You are going to destroy all of the people who hate us. You're going to destroy all the religion. You're going to set up your kingdom. It's going to be governmental and political. And we're going to be right beside you. And that's what's supposed to happen. And Judas is now living between great expectations and the reality of what he really got. And I'll tell you, the day he chose to commit, he was not buying into what really happened. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was buying into the grandeur of the Messiahship. And reality was totally different. And Judas became frustrated. And guess what happens in the middle of frustration? Every one of us will have the same experience as Judas. The devil will come in. <laughs> And we say things like this, but God, I, here's what I'm praying for. Here are my expectations. And then reality hits and it's not the same. And the devil will come in and go, uh, uh, you know what, God failed you. It's just, and he told me, if this is the kind of God you're serving, do you really want to serve that kind of God? When you really need him, he doesn't show up. And when you really fast and pray and do everything you know how to do, it, it doesn't does it make a hill of beans. That's Mississippi talk. It, is that the kind of God? I mean, the enemy comes in and, and we say things like that. But God, your word has said. And then reality hits. And you're praying, I want total destruction of my enemies. And then you experience all these frustrations. I want my needs to be met. I want my will to be done. I want my desires. Don't you love me, God? Have you ever been there? I have. Challenging the love of God, really? Yeah, I've been there. God, don't you love me? And the devil will come in and enter just like he did with Judas. Judas, he's at this Last Supper. He's talking about laying down his life. The temple's going to be rebuilt in three days. What? 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 This is not what I bought into. This is not why I said yes and, and left my life and left my families and my job and all. That's not what I bought into. Jesus is failing you. Hey, where is your miracle? Where is your deliverance? Everybody else gets one but you. Where is your healing? Where is your financial miracle at? The devil is real good at timing, isn't he? Coming in and talking right when he knows that we all have the potential to be a Judas. Every one of us. You see, so many of us, we don't really understand Judas. We just blame him for betraying Jesus. But you know what Judas felt? Judas felt betrayed by Jesus. Yeah, Because he didn't get the reality of what he expected. He said, no, no, no. I'm not failing and betraying. He's the one that failed and betrayed me. And I'm going to get the most I can out of this because this thing is going sideways. It is not working. The problem is we want a life without frustrations. And I got to tell you, the moment I got saved, I entered frustration. And I haven't gotten out of it since. Good news, right? (laughs) I'm just telling you the reality of it all. The reality of it all is not the same as my great expectations. Because when God called me in the ministry, I thought, wow, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. It, I mean, whatever happens, I mean, the phew, church will just explode. Everybody will love me. Because I've always wanted everybody to love me. My wife can tell you that is one of my weaknesses of my personality. I just want everybody to love me. I just want everybody to like me. You don't have to love me, just like me. And then through the ministry, man, you find some mean people that are Christians. They're the meanest sometimes because they are Christians. Woo! Man, and you've never seen such vim and vigor and vitalis. I mean, vitality. Those of you, you, until it's coming from people you think are on your side. And that's what happened with Judas he thought, everybody's on my side and now everybody's betraying me. What's going on here? Why is this happening? You see, Noah said no to sin, no to quit, yes to commit. He could have quit, but God met his expectations. You see, whenever he finished the boat, all the animals did come. And when all the animals got in the boat and all his family got in the boat, who shut the door? God shut the door. And then over a year later, it rained for 40 days, but it took over a year to get back on dry ground. Then God opened the door and said, "Hey, look at what I've done for you. Start over." God met all of Noah's expectations. So he didn't quit. He committed. But for some of us today, maybe your great expectations are not met, and maybe you're frustrated, and maybe you're living your life and going, "This is not the way I signed. this is not what I signed up for, pastor. It's not happening. Judas said yes to commit. And then he said yes to quit. Three and a half years of frustrations. He was there to hear, but he wasn't listening. He didn't listen to what Jesus was saying. He only heard what he was saying. And sometimes people in the church only hear what they think they want to hear because I've asked people leaving church, what was the message about today? And everybody will tell me something different. Because everybody's hearing and or listening differently. Yeah. Judas was right there when all the miracles happened. He was right there. I mean, he was right there. Peace be still. Boom. Saw it. He was right there was right there through all of that and yet he's like man I'm going to quit I'm going to quit we all have the equipment to commit we all have the equipment for quitting all of us do I've got pastor friends of mine that quit you know why they quit mean church people yeah I've got pastor friends of mine who've walked away from God yeah they were committed committed Now they quit. I've got people that I've known for years in church that I've pastored that commit and quit because of the frustrations of their great expectations. But look at these two men. Look at these two men. Noah walked into an ark made out of wood. Judas walked away from his ark called the cross made out of wood it would have saved him but he walked away Noah walked in Noah walked in to an ark made of wood that has one door in it Jesus on that ark for Judas made of wood I am the one door no one comes to the father unless they walk through me Noah Noah put pitch in the ark to seal it up. Judas was about to drink the symbolic blood of Jesus Christ that would have sealed his salvation. One walks in, one walks out. Both had the chance to commit And both had the chance to quit. Both had the chance to walk in or walk away. Both had great expectations, reality, and frustrations. Today, I think most of us, if we are truthful, and we speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, we will all say we've had great expectations of our life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, boom. I mean, by now, I should be sitting beside the president at the prayer breakfast, introducing him by now. Yeah. I wasn't even invited to the prayer breakfast this week. I watched it. I was like, how could they not invite me? They don't even know me. Great expectations. Yeah. And then reality. And frustrations of living in the middle of the two. You see, Noah was saved. And here's what the word says about Judas. He became a lost soul. Wow. Became a lost soul. Both of them walked and talked. The question for us, I want you to hear this. Don't just listen, but hear, and don't just hear, but listen. How do we handle the frustrations of life? Do we walk away from God? I quit. Done. Or do we walk into something that will save our souls? Do we walk through the one door, Jesus Christ? Do we say, hey, what, no matter what, I commit, no matter what. And through the years, if you think about it, how many people have you seen who made commitments to walk with God and have quit along the way because of the overwhelming frustrations of life? If you don't have enough frustration in your life, Hang out with me. I'll give you some of mine. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have enough challenges from the enemy, if you don't have enough whisperings in your ear, just come. I got plenty of things that you can listen on my behalf. And you know what? You would say the same thing to me. Pastor, your life is so blessed. You ought to live my life. That's reality. That's what all of us think here this morning. Look around at all the people; they're all thinking the same thing. Oh, your life! I would love to have your life. Your life is awesome. You ought to live my life. Yeah. No, all of us have the same frustrations. All of us are dealing with our great expectations, reality, and then frustrations all in the middle. How are we handling it today? How are you doing? Are you wanting to say, you know what? I'm just about done. I'm about ready to quit because I, I'm expecting God to do these things and. And, and it's just not working out. God's not doing it, Pastor. I, I have these expectations, and, and it's not how... I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm doing everything I know to do. I don't know how to do anything else. And then I hear all these testimonies of God doing things for other people, and it's not for me. I mean, just this week, I had two great, two great, great testimonies. Uh, one person had about eleven dollars to $12,000 hospital bill, and God brought it down to $1,000. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Hallelujah. It didn't happen to me, but somebody else. Yeah. Had somebody this week tell me, say, Pastor, I wasn't even expecting this, but, you know, I can't tell you all the details, but all of a sudden, this last week, my mortgage got paid off. Oh, my Lord! Why don't you do that for me? If any of you want to pay off my mortgage, meet me after church, I'll be good with that. I'll give God all the glory. I'll jump next Sunday, shout Woo! My wife just said, Don't do that, I'll hurt myself. <laughs> we have all these frustrations. Because we look around and see God doing and meeting other people's expectations. And we're over here in reality and go, Why? What? How? Who? What he uh-huh. And God's not giving us the details. God has not given us the end at the beginning. And, and then all these things come around to where we're supposed to serve and not be served, yeah. We're supposed to gladly enter His courts with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Yeah, I don't feel it, Pastor. It's not feeling it. Because, man, my great expectations have turned to frustrations. Yeah, You don't understand the reality of life. Yes, I do. I understand. I have a lot of compassion for Judas. He betrayed Jesus. Yeah, but he felt betrayed first. I'm not giving him a pass. No, no. He's a lost soul. He should not have done it. He should not have listened to the enemy. He had lived and walked and talked with Jesus enough. He should have known better. He should have had a stronger... I, I believe that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, we always, we cut him no slack. Have you ever had somebody cut you zero slack? Yeah, I have. It hurts. It's rough. I don't approve of anything that he did betraying Jesus Christ, zero. But I do see the humanity of his great expectations and reality, and he's like, this is not what I bought into. This is not what I signed up for. This is not how it's supposed to be. Reality. And then I look around at everybody else and man, their expectations are being met above and beyond. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.